You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for eScouted. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest scouted news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Ease Scouted. Hey. Woo-woo. <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Welcome, all you After Buzzers out there in After Buzz TV land. We are getting ready to start another fabulous episode of Scouted. Um, I am one of your fabulous hosts tonight, Brittany Brower. And right now, if you are online, you can go tweet me at after, after, here, I'm after buzz now, people, at, at Brittany Brower. And also at BrittanyBrowerModels.com. I'm quite a scout myself. And also, who else do we have in the studio with us? Kendra. <laughs> I'm uh, your other co-host, Kendra Cavasell, and you can tweet me right now at Kendra Cavasell. It's K-E-N-D-R-A-K-A-B-A-S-E-L-E. And I'd also like to invite the viewers to call us um, so we can discuss. Uh, we're at 424-256-1729. Kristen? Hey, guys. <laughs> it's Kristen Carney um, here laying on my lovely bed. So this is quite a different experience doing after buzz. <laughs> curled up with a blanket, and, of course, I'm wearing a hat regardless. But um, uh, you guys can tweet me um, also at uh, twitter.com slash Kristen Carney. It's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y. Um, but I'm super excited to be here um, or to be chatting about the show all the way from home. It's just fun that I got to do this, and my mom got to watch the show with me. So I got her all, all of her opinions to uh to you guys. So. I love oh, it. good. So did I. I got my, both my mom and my dad into it. I'm laying on my mom's bed right now in my new Christmas pajamas. Did you guys have a great Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I know Kendra was volunteering, so she did some real Christmas. <laughs> well, I mean, my family. Yeah, I have to give a big shout out and a happy post Merry Christmas to our hostess with the mostest who is not here with us tonight. We miss very, very much. Miss Jackie Moran, I'm sure she'll be tweeting as well, so you can follow her on Twitter at, at Jackie Moran. She's usually always with us and always gives her amazing insight because she's quite the model herself. But we miss you tonight, Jackie. <laughs> miss you, Jackie. I'm waiting for Jackie skiing. to like miss us back. <laughs> yeah. She's off snow skiing somewhere. I'm very jealous. She's on vacation, but she deserves it. But we have got a lot of things to get into tonight, and with these two girls, I don't know about you ladies, but I absolutely loved this episode. There is so much to discuss. Uh, I think that we should, what do you think? I think we should get in right into Cheyenne. Yes. Her name is yeah. Cheyenne. <laughs> so appropriate. <laughs> her name. I loved it. 
I was like, no pun intended. Um, well, actually, pun intended. Cheyenne, uh, you know, <laughs> the grades, like, you know, we love to see that good old American girl look because I feel like in the modeling world, that's not so strong anymore. You know, now it's always like weirder is better. So I'm always a huge advocate and I'm always, you know, rooting for my girls that are that all American beauty look. And I, you know, I know her, uh, her scout Kristen says that she thought Cheyenne was, you know, like us, you know, from an old, from the nineties girls, like Cindy Crawford, Chrissy Turlington, you know, a throwback like that. But what do you girls think? I didn't really agree with her on that. I think she's a pretty girl. Um, yeah, I don't really I see high fashion. Yeah, I have to say, I she, you know, compared them to the 90s models, but I really, I thought she was cute, but I thought that was kind of an overstatement for um, for what she really looked like. I feel like she had pieces of those models from the 90s, but I don't feel like it came together like it did for the girls who made it huge back then. I feel like it was, like, reminiscent of those girls, but I don't mm-hmm. think it did them justice. I feel like she was really pretty and, like, cute and adorable, yeah. but I don't feel really, like she was really, really elevated. Yeah. Right. Like really young looking to me, you know, like and not young looking in a, you know, all models are young look like almost to like a little bit of baby fat in the face, like still had a young look. You can almost compare her. And she's talking about like, you know, like, like you said, Kristen, uh, you didn't really, it was like kind of a, like copying the nineties girls look. It's almost like a karaoke song. Like when you go to yeah. a karaoke bar, it's not quite Ouch. George Michael. It's, you know what I mean? It, it was like, yeah, you're almost totally- there, but not really. I mean, I saw. Yeah, you're I, absolutely right. I could see a glimmer of Kathy Ireland in her, but at the same time, I agreed with the the um, scouts who said she kind of had more of an actress look, like a CW uh, gossip girl, maybe an extra. Yeah, like I think CW, not even not even gossip girl, but like one tree, one tree hill. Maybe one tree hill. You know, even more, yeah, even more innocent and young. Exactly. There you go. There you go, Doctor. I mean, she she just looks so young and like a little bit of a fuller face, and I don't know. I and I I hate saying this because I I love to see the girls um that have that more beautiful all American look make it sometimes because often those kind of girls get classified in the modeling industry as, and my fingers are in quotes right now, commercial, and we've heard it before on the show. If they're Almost if they're too pretty, they get labeled as commercial, and I hate that kind of thing because I think, you know, what's wrong with being commercial? It makes money. Um, but yeah. with this, I with her, I have to agree. I'm so glad that they did not end up choosing her because I just don't think she's ready. I think with a little age on her, maybe she'll kind of lose a little bit of that baby fat which could also go the other way, unfortunately, when you're that young, is it could get, you know, you could get bigger. Right. So I just, yeah, I just her think body, she needs to develop um, more. Yeah, I didn't think they showed as much of um, their bodies as maybe as expecting or as normal because normally they have that segment in the show where they're doing the runway walk and they critique their walk, but I didn't see them touch upon any sort of runway anything in this episode <clears throat> so yeah, I, I felt like the sh- yeah and I and I felt like the shots they were showing of Cheyenne's body and I'm not critiquing her body because if you put her body next to a body of a person who goes to Walmart five times a week like her body is banging and it is no matter what right. but 
but it, her body, I felt like looked very soft and didn't, um, it didn't to me look like this, um, body that would hold clothes as well as maybe another body and her arms seemed really soft and she didn't, she didn't like her whole aura, including her body, didn't have that strength that I feel like, um, it should have. It just seemed soft and it seemed like, you know, right. if, if if she lost, maybe like that baby fat, like you said, maybe it showed more definition. And I don't think, you know, models have to be the size of um, my pinky toe, but I also, you know, think she just had that, like you said, like that little baby fat look, which I felt yeah, yeah, I her too much. Right, and yeah. I'm, for, I'm for more voluptuous models, too, getting away from the stick figure, because, I mean, that's uh, probably because I'm not that girl, so of course I'm against it. Um, oh. But, you know, I just felt with her... It's like it needed something else. It just wasn't clicking. And it wasn't definitely a weight thing. I, I cannot agree with you more on that because it's not like I am for a bigger girl, but it wasn't the weight. It's not like she's fat or anything. She's very thin. She's very thin. It just, it just, she still looks young. It's something about her still looks almost like too young. I think aside from the physical aspect, I think um, what she emoted was more of her timid side. So there wasn't really anything to give when she did her photo shoot. So maybe she needs some big town um, experience. She's, you know, it's it's endearing to see right. that she's from a small town. She has the, the values, et cetera. Um, but I think she needs some experience in another city if she's going to take it to that level. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know from experience, experience too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Pretty. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you go ahead, Kristen. I was just going to say really quick about the small town thing. Like I'm, I'm from a small town and there's no competition here and you know, it's very slow moving and, and it's not big shakes at all. And so, um, I, I, when I was in, moved to LA and I had a meeting at a big talent agency, um, I basically did exactly what she did. They asked me who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I froze and I said nothing. And that was humiliating. And if I had, um, like, you know, a, a scouted person next to me or, like, a coach. Um, I feel like and maybe they're doing it for the drama of the show, but I feel like um, Kristen should remind her or, or coach her a little bit before she goes in. Like, they're going to ask you these questions, and you need to have answers. And I didn't have a coach. So when I went in and, you know, the agent, the big-time agent, was like, what do you want to do with your career? And I, I just wanted to act like I was really nice and easygoing. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever's fine, you know. And he was just like, all right, see you later. So, you know, right. the, the small well, town thing really doesn't help. A lot of the time, no, and I'm with you too. You, you, you know, I'm driven. with you too. I'm from a small town, and I, it's the same way. And a lot of times when I watch this, I go back to my own experience when I was 15 and 16 doing this, and I'm not sure I gave any better answer. I mean, I was nervous and intimidated when you're in front of these big agents in a big city. Everything's intimidating. The city's intimidating, and like you know, her and her mother were talking about when they're sitting in Times Square, like, well, this sure isn't like home, mm-hmm. and they had never been to New York before. So all of that is a factor into going when you get there. You could be, you could want to be a model all you want and then this nerve set in when you see this big city and then you go into this high fashion agencies we're sitting in front of four or five intimidating agents and beauty consultants and you know editors and all of that and you're looking at them and they're asking you at, as a 16 year old or 15 16 year old um what kind of person do you want to be i mean i didn't even know what i was going to eat for dinner that night much less what kind of person do i think i am or want to be in the future i have no, you know it is a tough question so well, i do think that the scout Kristen, who scouted her should have maybe given her a little bit of an insight a little bit of 
you know, you know, you just, they might ask you some questions. They might ask you about your favorite designers or, I mean, poor thing, like a beer in headlights and they ask her her favorite well, designers. I'm sure she does at least notice a Gucci or she probably <laughs> definitely heard of Versace or something, but she was just froze up by that at that moment. Like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what to say right now. It's like she was so intimidated and so shy. And the thing that, well, it kind of showed, though, that she still needs some development, some more time, as they gave her, you know, 24 hours to come up with an answer of what does she want to do. And she still kind of came up with this, you know, I just want to be known as a small town girl, period. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah. She, she still was a deer in headlights on that answer. I was like, oh, yeah. God, sweetie, you got to. This is why <laughs> she does need more time. And. You know, I completely agree with them. Like, you need to keep modeling. You need to get in acting classes, which I have always said since the first, you know, uh, episode I did with you guys on Scouted. I said the exact same thing. Get in acting classes, coaching, and all of that sort of thing because it actually helps you become, you know, more going, able to go to auditions. Like, there's absolutely no way this girl could go to any audition and have to kind of um, improv any kind of, thing is in modeling which I, even when i lived in new york you had to, i had to go to commercials uh you know commercial castings where they wanted models and you know i had to improv once at the dentine uh, casting dentine ice and I had to act like i was in a window flirting with a guy across the way and you know you know just and had to say a few things off the top of my head and this is exactly why they won't sometimes just take a pretty face is because you do have to have the full look because you never know what you're going to have to you know, stay or improv or just do on a whim. I, I mean, was, Kristen, you're yeah. in the whole, you know, comedy business, you know, all about having to improv and just make things work and just come up with something to say. I think they do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and on that note, actually, I do want to say, I feel like her mom is the most normal lunch lady I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what is she doing, doing being a lunch lady? I've never seen a lunch lady oh, that with like, that she, few she facial was. imperfections. It is kind of funny. Uh, I could believe she did. It is funny. I guess that's what happens when you're a lunch lady with only 5,000 people in the entire town. So she must only feed, you know, has to, you know, her life, I guess, isn't too stressful or too crazy as a lunch lady. Oh, and in a small yeah, school. yeah. Just going back to the act- <laughs> usually a lot scarier looking. She just, was just attractive. No, they absolutely. Just yeah. going back to the uh, <laughs> acting, the acting lessons. Didn't they say that in the in the end? I think they did say she is taking acting classes, right? They, they did say she's taking the acting classes, which I'm so happy about because she does have that very, you know, like American beauty look that could, uh, like, absolutely I could see her on some, some sitcom. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And well, I do have to I say about back her. Really quick, though? I just want to jump back really quick, sorry. With the part where the where in the beginning her little mother agent, like the, for Kristen, is having her train in front of her friends. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> was a little bit bizarre to me and definitely for the show. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. that was awkward. Um, I, I was watching this with my mother and being through, having to go through all this when I was really young as well, I look at that and I go, first of all, that is way harder. She's like, oh, because in New York, it's going to be 10 times harder than <laughs> in front of her friends than in front of her friends. And I, I thought, I'd like to disagree. Right. I disagreed I with that too. Get, same here. I yeah. think when you get, I think when you get into a professional atmosphere when you're a young girl and you're around the professionals and you can kind of like, you know you're in a professional atmosphere, not doing it outside of the hoggly woggly or whatever that place was <laughs> in front of all your friends <laughs> and having to stand while they're eating their food, 
do runway walk and then pose for a minute in front of them without smiling. Right. I think it would be easier to do in front of strangers at a catwalk, on a catwalk in New York City. Yeah, even if it's more of an appropriate environment, I was just thinking, this is awkward, and I could not watch it. (laughs) Especially when you see that guy for a minute, for like a minute or two or whatever, how long without cracking a face. Isn't that like a game you play when you're a kid, you get with your girlfriend, and you see who can stare at each other longer <laughs> without cracking a smile? I was like, is she really not going to take this girl to New York if she breaks a smile? I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I've never heard of this kind of training before in my life. Yeah, I have to say that the, I thought that segment was way out of alignment with what the show is. I feel like the show is pretty pretty good at being like a hip show that you feel like is realistic, like a realistic depiction of what will go on. And I felt like yeah. that was so curveballed in. It was more awkward than like, a, you know, your first kiss, you know, a times a thousand. <laughs> and when I, again, like I was watching the show with, yeah, and I was watching the show with my mom and, and it's funny, my mom always seems to join in on something that I'm watching on TV at the worst moment where it's either they're nude or they're saying the F-bomb <laughs> or whatever. And my mom walked in at that segment, and I was just like, of course, now she's going to sit down and think the show is super cheesy. And luckily it ended quick enough where we got out of it. But I just I thought that was so weird, that scene. Yeah. It was weird. I have been around, you know, like I've told you, girls, I, I scout. I've done it for years, way before I did Top Model or anything like that with my mother agent, Marsha Dahl. We've gone around, we've scouted, we've sent so many people, including myself, obviously, to New York and many, like, big working models even today. And I've never seen, we've never done that to any girls. That's, I've never seen that happen with any girls, even on one of Tyra Banks' cheesiest, like, challenges for us. Have we never had to do something like that kind of cheese? So uh, I was watching it and yelling at my mom and my mom and going, this is ridiculous. This is never, this is not a test. Anyway, I just had to get that in because that just cracked me up. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed to be more of a test of, like, of the audience than it was her. It was, like, making me more awkward than than anything that was like, oh my god, am I being tested yeah. here to watch the rest of the show? It was, yeah, <laughs> it was really awkward. <laughs> right? Am I being tested so I don't turn the channel because I'm really tempted to be like, can I, when all right. things like that happen on TV, I feel it. I feel that girl's pain. I feel all of it. I just, I could not watch. I was like, oh my god, make it stop, make it stop. Poor <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. And I wish that Cheyenne would disconnect herself a little bit from her hometown because um, you know, and I know she's young and that's where she lives and that's her life, but she kept saying when they cut to her, like with that little interview outside, um, she kept saying, you know, I really want to impress everyone from my hometown. I want to impress everyone from my hometown. And I just want to be like, get over it. Because if you spend the rest of your life trying to press, impress everyone from your hometown, you're going to be miserable because they're never going to be as impressive as you want them to be. And you're not going to live your life for yourself. And I just wish someone her mom, someone would tell her that now, you know, because it's going to be a lot of a time wasted her trying to impress people that don't and matter. And or, there's a lot of no's. Right. She right. Has, she right. have more and, no's in this than anything else. So you can't start getting hurt, heartbroken or, or embarrassed now or like, oh, God, if I don't make it, like she said, if I don't make this, I'm just going to feel really bad because everyone's counting on me or it's going to, you know, I basically I know she meant I'm going to be very embarrassed. You know, she's going to be embarrassed, with, you know, going back with her tail between her legs. But it's really not like that. You had a big opportunity. You got to go and have this test shoot. I mean, it's all good. You can't think that way ever because you can't try to 
impress or, you know, live up to everyone's expectations in your small town. And and that's where it would right. have been interesting to see if they did some sort of middle middle ground, like maybe a development deal, you know, kind of get her out to New York and, and kind of transition into that big city, you know, space. Yeah. I just think she needs a few more years under her belt. She's 16, right? I think she yeah. maybe at 18, see where she is then. But take some acting classes, you know, develop her character more, really get out of her shell. And that's another thing, that, the bad thing that a small town can have on some of the people that they can't, like, you know, just breaking out from that. And she needs to put her, I think classes are the best thing she can do. So I'm really I'm excited to see if they ever do, you know, touch back in with her and we can kind of see what happened. But I, I think not only um, mentally with her, with her um, shyness, but also um, with her development of her looks. I, I just don't think she's there yet with her, especially like a little bit of baby face, you know, a little bit of baby fat in the face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. But and she I, does not and have I feel any like, baby fat. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go, no, you go ahead, because I was just going to cut to Gina, or yeah. uh, to uh, Tina, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, who does not have any baby fat, who I think is actually, was she the same age or younger than Cheyenne? Does anyone remember? I want to anyway, say not she was important. older. She was I know 16 she's very as well. Young, 16 as well, and her face, and I'm very excited about Gina, ladies. I don't know about you girls, but I am very excited about Gina. And I just right off the bat, want to get into the fact that when Gina came to the agency, and nothing in the pre, but she just came into the agency just to meet with everyone from one management. You know, they're a little, like, taken off by her. They didn't see a model in front of them. Uh, why? Because she had some curly hair. I get it that you need to look polished and that you need to look a little bit more clean. But I could tell right off the bat with her facial structure and her bone, like her eyes and everything, her nose and her nice smile, I could tell right off the bat that she looked amazing. Maybe she, you know, maybe the camera loves her so much that we saw, like, you know, the, we're obviously watching her from a camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's why I didn't see, because I didn't understand how they didn't see that she was amazing looking from the beginning. Maybe yeah, they, I'm in the I same boat as you. I'm in the same boat as you completely. Yeah, I saw right away too. I think they just maybe they were just so concentrated on how she was carrying herself. She was, you know, not, not necessarily standing. Oh, the way tall. she spoke, or that's one thing about the modeling industry. It doesn't really matter how you talk for the most part. It's what you look like and what size you put on. So <laughs> maybe it was that they were looking at the wrong things. I don't know, but I thought she looked phenomenal. I was like, okay, great. Her hair is a little curly, a little out of control. But I even think that her hair with the right product and styled right curly would be kind of interesting on her, too. Mm-hmm. I kind of like yeah, that curly well. bigger hair. I think, she, I, think the, um, I think the panel was um, maybe seeing her as this girl who maybe shops at Charlotte Ruth and Forever 21 and will never... Wow you know, see outside of that. And I, I also was surprised because the minute I saw her, I was like, oh, this girl's wicked cool looking. And my mom, the first thing she said was, I don't think this girl's a model. And I'm like, no, she definitely is. And then when they sided with my mom, you know, for a little bit, I couldn't believe it because I was like, no, mom, they're going to totally be into her because she's unique. And I think they just really got caught up on that almost like cheesy, like style that she has as a 16 year old, right. which is mm-hmm. expected. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I wore most things that was like plastic and pleather. If I spilled a drink on myself, it just rolled right off. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking when I was 15. And I'm actually not kidding. It's a true story. I had the skirt, the top, and the jacket that was all 
like that patent leather with the matching patent leather boots that I wore ninth grade in high school. You have to send us a picture. Oh, my God. And on a side note, I wore it one time to school, and I never wore it again because how much hell I got from it. But we all make really bad choices of our outfits and our look when we are that young. So, you know, I think that they probably saw her come in and, like, yeah, her style wasn't quite there. But the way she worked it out in that shoot was phenomenal. Yeah, she blossomed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. She definitely blossomed. I was going to ask you about your outfit. Did it whoosh when you walked? Well, the good thing, it was, it was a skirt. So uh, you didn't really hear anything. It didn't move. Like, uh, it didn't move at all. Like, it, like if I rubbed my arms together, like I was walking fast, you guess you would hear it because of the arm, because of the jacket. Okay. But the skirt did not move. It was like a Judy Jetson skirt from the Jetsons. Yeah. You know, like, every way, direction I turned, it just turned with me. Like, it didn't <laughs> ripple. It didn't, the wind, when it blew, it didn't move. Right. It was literally like a, a patent leather. And it wasn't skin tight on me because I, because to me, I bet that would have been trashy. I love, I love my reasons back then. Not like wearing complete plastic to high school in your ninth grade year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, at least you could pull it off. You know, if I were, since I was already bullied just wearing jeans, man, I can't imagine if I was wearing that. You know what? I think I have a picture of it. I'm going to bring, we are all together back in the studio. I'm going to, I'm at home now in, you know, good old Tallahassee, Florida. I will have my mom dig that picture up and I'll bring and show you guys this amazing plastic outfit. <laughs> we should all have to bring in something like that. Or maybe not. I think I got it from... <laughs> Oh, you know where I think I got it, girls? From Rave. Do y'all remember Rave? Oh, oh I loved Rave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was you guys, that was me. We didn't have it in Canada, I don't think, but but I, I think I've seen it. Just think of like a ten times worse Forever Twenty One. <laughs> like literally, the clothes might fall apart as you're wearing them. That too, but, yeah. We just uh, sorry, Rave. Like the, sorry. The, the, oh, <laughs> Rave will now never be one of our sponsors. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Rave. <laughs> are they still around? <laughs> I've seen them in like some small, like small little, pretty small town. I don't even know if we still have one here in Tallahassee. I'll have to look it up. But it, it's still, I think it's still working around the state somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Back making to Making girls look, making teens look sluttier, sluttier every day. Ouch. <laughs> okay. Back to Gina. But, <laughs> Miss, Back to Gina, who she was, is not bloody and does not wear rave, just Charlotte Ruth. She was compared um, to uh, we, Sophia Loren several times. They did, and she does look like a really young Sophia Loren. And I, she does, I actually did see that reference. But, you know, I was really glad when she went to um, One Management that she had an answer when they asked her what designers she would like, mm-hmm. you know, what she liked, what kind of designers and things like that. I just like the fact that, you know, obviously I don't think that Gina's ever, I, and I could be wrong here, I don't think she's ever worn Versace or Valentino or Gucci. I think those are the three she names. I don't think she's ever actually maybe worn it, but I love the fact that she definitely knew her brand well, and what she liked that from looking at magazines. I really liked that she could give an answer for that and I'm quite kind of, quickly. And I'm, I love that she threw, threw Valentino in like, oh yeah, and of course Valentino. Like I was like, oh, that was a good answer. I'm kind of on the fence with that because I was kind of getting deep into her body language and I kind of feel like those were just kind of recited like she, you know, thought of the most popular ones. 
And and it could have been her favorite, but I feel like... It could have been not until she threw in Valentino at the end, though. The way she threw in Valentino, though, at the end, I thought that was... And Valentino isn't necessarily, like, Gucci, Prada, Versace. I mean, it is one of the... Obviously, Valentino's huge. But I thought that was, like, like oh, and definitely Valentino. I, I don't know. I just liked yeah, it. I mean, and I, those are amazing designers. I, I mean, yeah, no, and I I think they just... I'm not I think taking, you just wanted to know she knew designers. I'm I not think taking, you just want to see like what you do. I'm not taking it away from them that they're good designers. I just I like when people think outside of the box and name you know smaller or, or lesser known designers or designers that right. are on the you know coming yeah. up. Like, yeah, I'm like right in between both or something. Yeah, yeah. I just think that at her age and. You know, looking up to big ones, like we, I think with all of us, and especially we live in Los Angeles, we are thrown into the smaller ones because it's almost like more stylish for us. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you know, I'm not right on that. Like we look for the brands that are a little bit in between that aren't like necessarily, oh, I'm wearing Gucci tonight. You know, we <laughs> like the other one, you know, like, you know, Vivian Westwood or other Retarget. ones that aren't, you know, Gucci products. <laughs> and so I just think that fact that being so young and she is from a small town a smaller city as well i just like the fact that she could at least name stuff Mm -hmm. and sounded confident in it even if she doesn't know that gucci or whatever i just like that she gave an answer Kristen, you said you were in between us well yeah i mean i see exactly what both of you are saying because i thought um exactly what you thought kendra and i thought exactly what Brittany thought as well which at first i thought "Uh, those are those typical designers that like every girl in high school knows because they're in the mall regardless if they're nice designers like they are in the mall. But then I did also think, I was like, but, yeah, that's cool that she, on the spot, she really stepped it up because looking at her at the beginning of the episode, um, when she went to have lunch with um, with Aaron, um, I I looked at her and I thought, mm, this girl seems kind of um, kind of not, like, like all there personality-wise, and I was I really kind of doubted her. I loved her face. But I thought, because she was like, oh, my God, you're so cute, when Aaron told her she looked Italian or, like, a, you know, romantic Italian. Mm-hmm. And she just responded, right. like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ugh, God, like, she has another one of those, like, cliche high school, like, personalities that makes me want to blow my brains out. Um, but right, she really stepped it up. So when I saw her in the meeting, it just changed me, because all of a sudden it looked like she she was the same age, but, it seemed like she aged like five years when she gave it, when she started answering questions. So regardless, yeah. I did think like, you know, the Gucci, whatever go-to is, because I mean, I really can't name designers and you know, that's, I can name Gucci. So it, you know, it, I did feel that way, like, eh, you know, whatever, but the way she delivered it and, and I agreed with you with the Valentino when she kind of threw that in because Valentino, like it just sounds posh or it sounds like it's got snatch yeah. and whatever. So I, I started going, okay, like this girl seems like she's smart and she's mature and she's got some little intellect going on in that little cute brain. So, um, I was, impressed. yeah. And she, you can tell that she looks at these magazine covers. I mean, you know, she probably even be, the fact that she could throw out any designers when she's 16 years old and even like just whatever to me was good. And I could tell that she, it means, and the, when I really saw her start posing at the shoot, I could tell that 
Okay, she does know designers because she does look in these magazines. She's not just one of those girls out there going, I want to be a model, and they get in front of a camera, and you don't even, I don't even know if they've actually ever looked in a magazine because I'm looking at them going, what the heck are you doing in front of this camera? Is that what you see models doing now? And I will give you a visual over the phone. Like, you know, the good old, the left hand on the hip with the hip popped out and the, with the head up, you know, like just some really cheesy, generic, you know, model pose, mm-hmm. as we've all seen people do. So the fact that, like, she could really work the camera like that and she was doing her face in all angles, she was giving them so much body to work with, so many different positions, which is so important as a model because of what, if you stay in one position, you know, the entire time, which is actually what Cheyenne was doing, she was like a deer in headlights, just kept staring at the camera, like just sitting there in the very beginning of her shoot, just staring at the camera and barely moving her head around and barely doing anything in the beginning of her shoot. And here, you know, we have Tina that just gets up there, works it out, does definitely way better angles, and I love her body. I mean, body for days, and that swimsuit. I wanted that swimsuit, guys, and I wanted the mismatched shoes. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> yeah, those were She's totally so amazing. But I think... It seemed like um, the way the difference between the two worked, Cheyenne and Gina, it was, I hate to admit it, but I feel like it could be a learning experience for people of all ages, which makes me, I feel like I'm on an infomercial right now or something, <laughs> but, um, or like a like gospel or something, but um, it really shows if you are uninhibited and you give it, and you really just don't second guess yourself and you just let go and you have fun, the results can be so much better than if you're just nervous and scared. Like, and I know it's way easier said than done, but like watching them, I really felt like she kind of was learning from Gina because she was so like, bam, this is me. And she seemed so cool with it, which is really remarkable at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is if you're beautiful and these girls are getting brought there because, you know, these scouts see something in them. If you can just be, be, you know, take a breath, try as much as you can to put the nerves aside and just move fluidly, then you can, like, it looks so much better because a lot of times your face and your body is going to do the work for you if you just move it. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, but if you stand there stiff and you move, you keep your, your, you know, chin at one position and your eyes just in the camera the whole time and you're nervous and you're really nervous that you fact you can't move and you're just waiting on the photographer to give you direction, you're really not going to, you're not going to have a good two. You're not going to get the photos you need. You're, they're not going to like the photos. They want variety. They want to see like something amazing. They want to see that you can move. And so that's the thing is just to get out there, move, um, show different angles of your face, your body, and that's what Gina did. I mean, Gina, she served it, and I was buying. Brittany, mm-hmm. Brittany let me ask you this question because you have um, a lot of experience. Um, I know for me, I, I get nerves a lot of the time before I go on stage, things that, you know, make me feel intimidated, really kind of hinder my performance. In modeling, and I know, like, it's like the modeling industry is notorious for drugs and whatever, or partying. Do, do you, does anyone, or do, do the people that you ever come in contact with, do you know if anyone maybe takes, like, a shot before they do shoots like this just to loosen up? Is that, like, a technique at all? Because I know for me, I'd have to have, like, two or three shots to really, like, just flow. And I feel like it's, okay, well, like, it's like a necessary realize- thing. 
<laughs> you do realize I you are not to Brittany from my web series, Topped Off. Yes. Or I do yes. champagne for the, for the wine. So I personally, I I can definitely answer that question from my angle. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you go in the back of a runway show, there typically is always champagne and drinks back there. I mean, to loosen up, to take a little bit of the edge off. I am not condoning that in any sense to anyone else. I'm really, truly not. Uh, And it definitely can go, it's it's a fine line because you don't, and same with you, Kristen, you know, in comedy, you can't get up there if you've had too many, then you just sound sloppy and, you know, awful. Same with anything else. Um, you know, can't do runway show or do something before a shoot. Um, you know, if you're if you're you know if, I, if you've had too many, if you're doing a photo shoot, then your eyes aren't going to open right. You could have one left eye going a little half down. So it's not <laughs> like you get you know drunk before because your looks will it will show in your face. Everyone knows when they're taking photos of themselves when you've had a little bit too much, you got drunk face. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's definitely common. It absolutely 100% is common to, to have, like, a cocktail or something before just to help loosen the nerves. Obviously, these girls are about 16 years old, so do not recommend it at all. Um, <laughs> but it, it's been a couple of years. And you know what? You can do it without it, though, too. I mean, I've done plenty of things, and there's nothing, obviously, all top, top model without it. So if you can do it without it, I feel like sometimes – you almost do better, too. I know when that sometimes I've taken, you know, I've been like, all right, I'll drink some champagne or done a shot, and then it's almost like made things worse for me than if I would have done anything. Makes right. Me, makes me a little relaxed. Nerves are a good thing, people. Nerves are good. You just have to learn how to work off your nerves to make it better than to let your nerves get the best of you. And on that note, <laughs> did we have anything, yes. any last thoughts before we pay some bills with some commercials? I think we should pay some bills. <laughs> Kristen? <laughs> bills. Okay. My student loans. Bills, bills, bills. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right. We're back. And just before we get into our news and gossip, uh, I just wanted to kind of say something to one of our tweet tweeters should i call them tweeters <laughs> our followers yes. um a himsy if you're listening if you're watching give us a shout we're at 424-256-1729 we know you were tweeting with our after buzz specialist phil he's in the booth thanks phil Woo, no problem always glad to tweet <laughs> he's an expert <laughs> 
But yeah, I guess we'll get into some of the news and gossip. Afterbuzz TV News. Brittany. Well, guys, you know how we always talk about how we think that with the show, we want to see, like, you know, why do they always have to choose one girl or the other? Well, I, you know, and we, how we didn't like that. It's like, well, why can't they choose both girls in the episode if they want to, want to? Because that's not how the, you know, the scouting world works. Why would they not choose? If they liked both girls, why couldn't they just, you know, sign both girls at one management? Right. Well, I was watching Michael Flutie in this interview that I saw on him, and he actually made a really good point that it's not all about, um, uh, you know, like these girls, like the, uh, Gina and Cheyenne, the lady was asking, why did, you, why did you put those two together? Well, they don't put any of the girls together. It's just for the episode they put them together. So it's not like, it's just a show, E, which I, I found interesting. It's just them kind of pairing up girls to make it go that way. But it's not like they knew at the time that Gina and Cheyenne were going to be the two girls on that episode going together. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're really just doing it. So they take two girls all the time. Yeah, but we're and they, but, they had they, and they told I it sounded like they had to had a lot of they and the other girls they just chose fifteen out of the ones they scouted for the episode. So it sounds like they even did other girls. They just they chose the top fifteen they wanted to show. Oh, so they're just editing it to look like. Why? They're just um, editing it in a way to be like, okay, so this this week, you know, out of Gina and Cheyenne, one's going to go home. But it sounds, I was like, okay, that makes sense now. That's better. Because that, I was thinking every time, well, if they liked both of them, why can't they just take those? Why do they have to make a decision? Right. But I think they're doing it that way where they just kind of put it together, you know, I don't know. It sounds like to me, you know, at the end of the show when Scott Lips is looking at them and... Um, at the two girls, it sounds like that's what after the show they figure out just which ones they're going to put together. It doesn't sound like it's happening at the same time. That's just the ending result when they decided to put those two girls on the same episode. Mm-hmm. So now our question goes to why can't they edit it so that <laughs> they choose two on the same episode, right? That, that's our next. That's our next <laughs> thought. We have to keep doing our research <laughs> and find out. Well, will they ever have a show that they might just surprise us and take both girls? Because, yeah, you know, I don't know why we're all hanging up on this. That's the season finale. Well, it's because because I want to see two girls make it. Yeah. It's because it's predictable. Like, yeah, I want to be able to know, like, oh, my gosh, are they going to pick no on this episode? That would be hardcore. You know, that would be kind of cool to mix it up because now it's almost like we're watching a movie that we've seen and we know the outcome. I mean, we don't know what what girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But, right, it always loved me when, you know, uh, when Michael Footy would say to Scott, all right, well, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Oh, you know, and I was like, well, why? Why does he have to? I mean, can't he take both if he wanted to? I just kind of got this impression that he had to, he had to take only one out of the two. Right. And you can kind of see, you know, have a sense of who they're going to choose just by the way they're talking and what, you know, the, the remarks that each each scout is giving. Yeah, I kind of yeah. and and just well, on, based on the performance period. I thought well, that um, way too about how they're not liking Gina so much in this episode, or they kind of trying to like trick her, saying, "Well, this girl, you know, she needs to polish up. She, she needs to change a lot of things." And how they're at the end, they're telling her, "You have to look like a model at all times. You need to always be this girl." And yeah. Sort of, so they're trying to almost say things that you're kind of starting to think, "Oh no, they're not. Maybe they're not going to take her because she's not what." She looks like in that picture in real life. Right. 
something they do safely. At the end of the day, they still have to make it dramatic and they still have to make it exciting because it is a show. Exactly. Kristen? Right, girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually having a super hard time hearing you guys. I think I, I might actually sell. Um, just give you guys a buzz back because like, everything I'm saying is bouncing back my ear and I can't really hear anybody. Oh, no. Cool. You're flying solo. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, can you hear us now? So I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call right back. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Katie. Okay, thanks, so. I guess. Well, honestly, I think, uh, Kendra, what else do you have to talk about this episode? I think we covered everything. You know, I love that. I love the outcome. I think uh, Cheyenne needs to wait mm-hmm. uh, at least a year or two. I think she definitely needs to get in acting classes. I was excited to see that she is getting into acting classes. I think that's going to help her tremendously mm-hmm. with her finance. Yep. And um, I think, uh, and then I'm really excited for Gina. I thought she looks fabulous. I think she's ready to work now. I'm really excited to see what she's going to, you know, bring to our magazine covers <laughs> and uh, editorials. Yeah, I think they said she's just finishing up with school or something, but she has meetings set up with W and some other high fashion magazines. Is that a prediction? Yeah. Yes, Not a yes, prediction. That's a fact. Yes. That is a fact. Yeah. Your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> but we're going to get into predictions as per Predictions. <laughs> well, um, as we saw, I guess the preview for next week, well, next Monday's episode, um, there's going to be a, a, a new model, obviously. Um, who is Lindsay? Who is, we have we have Lindsay going to be on next week, yes. and uh, Lindsay's going to bring that whole religious yeah, side of a, modeling. Which, like, if there's any top model fans out there, we had Shannon from Cycle uh, One and Cycle Seventeen that was very highly religious. So we can definitely have uh, someone to relate with on that end. Yeah, she but has. Uh, she definitely has some strong morals. She says she refuses to do any nudity, any lingerie. And that sort of thing. And Scout Danny actually in the in the preview says that there are plenty of girls out there who are willing to do what she's not. Yeah, I am. I just wanted her to wear a sheer shirt, even like just something. Not even. I don't think they even were implying that it be like you could see anything. It was just literally a sheer shirt, mm-hmm. and she did not. She's like, I don't think that's very becoming of a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> Well, the thing is, you know, yeah, she has I, the option to walk out the door, so. <laughs> yeah, why are you doing predict, this? Yeah. Sorry, Kristen. I predict that I'm going to be annoyed by this next episode. <laughs> I definitely predict the same as well, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, there, it's it's kind of, again, assuming, you know, assuming they want to be a model. If they don't, they know where the door is. I think it's just an oxymoron, you know, it's like you can't have like completely the best 100% amazing morals and be a high fashion model. I hate to say that, but well, I always say that, but I just, you know, whatever. But then we have good old, we have, here we go, the long old story of Amber who must decide between her modeling career and her boyfriend. Cry me a freaking river. I am so sick of this storyline. I mean, any girl that's not going to take, not going to choose modeling over some guy when she's so young at 15, 16, 17, um, heck, even up to 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, start choosing men over your life, people over your career when you're ready to get married and pop out babies. Till then, yeah, like you and independent women. These girls need to, like, be shown a calendar of what year it is. It's, it's like, you know, that's so old school. Just let, let go of that and just go do 
what you want to do. Yeah. Go. Be, you need to take control of your life, people. Everyone listening out there in AfterBuzz TV, tell them to take care of your career and yourself and, and fill that point where you need to settle down and have kids and get married. There's the rest of your life to get old. Take care of yourself now. Go live life and have an exciting time. I mean, I can't believe you got New York knocking at your door and you want to think about choosing your boyfriend over it. Boo hoo. Very boring. And scene. <laughs> and scene. Well, you guys, it's been a great show. Yay. Yeah. It was great. It's nice talking with you girls. By the way, uh, uh, just for fans out there tuning in for the first time, especially on iTunes, you can check out the show live. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That's Pacific Standard Time, so uh, 10 p.m. for your East Coast viewers. Uh, figure that out if you're in Singapore or Japan, wherever the hell you're from. No disrespect by that either. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> do the math, people. Do the math. Figure it out. Phil. <laughs> if you guys want to... Um, sorry, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm super awkward right now because everything I'm saying is coming back to my ear still, but I am just going to say if you guys... Um, Want to check out Cheyenne? She is on Twitter. She has like 36 followers or something, so I'm sure she would chat with you guys if you wrote to her. Um, it's Cheyenne O. Oh, okay. And actually, we'd oh, invite yeah, her to call in next week. Cheyenne, if you're listening, watching, tweeting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From right. producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later. And a happy new year. <laughs> you got to say that stuff. Come on. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.